Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in Detroit. And just a slight programming change. We are going to do two days of blind item reveals. Um, and it could, that could carry on the next weekend as well, but for the 5th and the 6th of July, we are definitely going to do two days of blind item reveals. All of these reveals are coming from Crazy Days and Nights. And I'll remind you throughout the episode, and again, I'll remind you tomorrow, or in the next episode. Ugh. So, uh, people ask me why I always do that. I don't know when you're listening. I don't know if you're listening in order or not. So I try to um, just say the next episode, but sometimes I screw up. I, I do record daily, so forgive me. Um, this first one, though, this first reveal, um, we actually heard about last week. And... Um, I just want to say everyone got it right, so yay, it's an old Hollywood reveal. So let's get right into it, shall we? Um, this is called Blind Item Revealed Number 35, Old Hollywood. This permanent A-list actor was A-list on television and even sold a ton of records, even though his contribution to the records was minimal, despite what he might actually have said. He has actually been in a blind a long time ago for one of his main interests. A, research, a researcher going through his library, through though, discovered some personal correspondence which alludes to something that happened a long time ago that is much more sinister. Our actor believed in life after death. He also believed someone could be resurrected. He wanted that for himself, but wanted to see how it would work and if it, were, if it would be possible. So our actor who was probably the most well-known television actor in the world at one point in his career, set up a ceremony at his home where he followed the instructions in the book. The person he sacrificed was the daughter of his long, long-time housekeeper, who the, who the actor had also had a long-running sexual relationship with. It is unknown whether the daughter of the housekeeper was also his daughter. Despite following all of the instructions, the girl cannot be brought back to life. When the housekeeper discovered what had happened in the experiment, she was hysterical and tried to call the police. Even if the police had come, it is doubtful that they would have done anything to the actor, considering just how powerful he was and the favors he could call in. Instead of allowing the housekeeper longtime lover to call, though, our actor decided to kill her, too. He then called the police and told them that the mother-daughter deaths were a murder-suicide, and that is what went down in the official records. A five-minute investigation would have shown it all to be ridiculous, but everyone wanted to meet the actor and just hang with him. And the answer is Jackie Gleason. Again, we guessed it right. Yay, us, we rock. Um, you know, I've been working on fantasy. I um, actually just wrote a short story, which will actually seem to like. Um, and... Um... You know, magic is nothing to play with, especially when you're messing with the dead. Um, I have a lot of Wiccans as friends, and they will tell you, one of the rules is you don't mess with the dead. You don't try to bring them back. You don't whatever. Um, I don't know what was going through Jackie Gleason's head. Some people have speculated he was on drugs. Some people have just speculated that his interest in this matter... 
um, got the best of him. I think you can make an argument for both. But ultimately, if it was just an interest in... If it was just an interest in um, the occult and, and in supernatural instances, I would think that he would be smarter than than that, than, than the, to, try, ugh, to try to resurrect the dead. Um, there are some really wicked, wicked consequences to doing that. And again, I, you know, I'm not privy. I wasn't alive when this happened. I... I'm gonna guess that most of us weren't, and those who were, um, old Hollywood had a habit of hiding wrongdoing. Um, the gossip columnists back then were were spiteful, and they were they were hungry for scoop. But they had the lines that they wouldn't cross. That's how Rock Hudson was able to stay in the closet. It's how Desi's alleged abuse of Lucy stayed hidden. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was really the turning point. And we see what's happened since then. So, welcome to a day of blind item reveals, everyone. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And with this one, you're going to get a little bit of gossip along with um, a blind item reveal. Because I know how much y'all love that. So it's gossip on gossip. It's like meta-gossip. And I'm going to get in so much trouble for using that joke. I swear to Jesus, Manny is going to text me and yell at me for trying to make meta happen. Um, And when she does, I'm actually hoping she leaves me a voice um, message on Anchor so I can play it for y'all. Um, because I'm gonna, like I said, I'm in so much trouble right now. It's not even funny. And when Will hears it, I'm gonna be in even more trouble because that was not a scripted joke. Apparently, I'm only supposed to joke when it's scripted now because my humor is off-color. I don't know what that means, but, um, anyways, let's get to the blind item reveal, people. Um, it's called blind item reveal number 34. Of course, it comes to us from Crazy Days and Nights. And it says, at first the whole thing seemed accidental. Coincidental. Yes, it was a death. A possible murder. It didn't look like it at the time. It looked like an accident. Yes, it was a victim who had a lot of information about an A-list actor. Some information she had shared, but the vast majority she had not. Victims came to her all the time to share their stories. She was the point person. Originally, the suspect was very cooperative with the police. No issues at all. He provided a driver's license and answered questions. What no one is saying is that no follow-up interview has ever been done. The license was a real name, but someone who died decades ago. The address was not where the suspect lived. No one had ever been able to find the person to speak to them. They just vanished. Does that change the working theory of accident to something more? No one even knows who to charge or who to investigate. No fingerprints, literally nothing. They played it perfectly. Um, and this is about Linda Culkin and Kevin Spacey. Um, when we talk about Kevin Spacey, of course, we have to talk about the Me Too movement and um, we, we have to talk about the Me Too movement and we have to talk about his role in it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, Harvey Weinstein was 
was the first domino to fall, and that's absolutely correct. I am not arguing that Kevin Spacey was the first one to drop, because he wasn't. But I would argue that while the, the Harvey Weinstein allegations were trumpeted and blasted, Kevin Spacey opened it up to the actor's part of it. And his decline came fast and furious, even faster than Harvey Weinstein's, I think. Um, you know, part of, partly because of his response to it when he said, I don't remember doing this, but I'm a gay man. As of saying, I'm a gay man, excuses sexually assaulting a 14-year-old. Uh, and honestly, that's how it was played out in the media. Whether or not that was his intention is immaterial at this point, because that's how it ended up playing out in the, in, in the media. Um, so... Um, as we all know, later on, Kevin Spacey allegedly was touching an 18-year-old's dick. He kept buying him drinks and whatever. Um, and... So, you know, he he's sitting there basically jerking off this 18-year-old kid. The 18-year-old kid is like, hey, not cool, man, not cool. And, you know, Kevin Spacey's lawyers are trying to work it out to the kid liked it and is just trying to have a shakedown. Well, earlier this week, the um, the kid had launched a civil lawsuit against him, but that missed, the, the next day after it was filed, it was dismissed. Um, the criminal charges remain. He still, you know, Kevin Spacey still has to face those. But it's really weird how how it went down. Because one minute the lawsuit was on and, and people were like, oh, he's going to actually, you know, if he doesn't get convicted, which anti lawyer swears up and down he won't be, that the fix is already in for him, that, um... The fix is already in for him to be found innocent. Um, he, he would at least have to pay. And now, of course, we don't know what happened. We don't know why it was dismissed. Um, prevailing thought is it was dismissed because they settled. And it was dismissed with prejudice, which means the victim can't go and refile later on. And in settlements, this is very, um, very much usually the case, where um, you you settle, and then you have the lawsuit dismissed, and they make sure that the lawsuit can't be refiled later, um, partly for protection because you know you don't want someone extorting you, saying, "Oh, you jerked me off," and. You gave me a hundred thousand dollars, and now I want a hundred thousand more. 
Um, but also, I think it's to um, keep the victims quiet. So it, it would be interesting to see if they sign an NDA. And I know y'all want me to be quiet for a minute. So I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, for those of you who are not aware, this um, line item is actually more business-oriented, which is slightly unusual for NT Lawyer, um, but not completely out of his wheelhouse. Um, and so, I just wanted that to be set up front. I also want to just kind of give a little background here. I'm sure most of you already know all of this. Um... But the WGA is fighting with agencies right now over whether or not the agencies should be allowed to put together packages for studios. Um, the, the agencies are like, hey, what are you talking about? This is good for everyone. It's a good economic development. And everyone is making money. Why are you so angry? The WGA, the Writers Guild of America, is saying, hey, no, 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 not cool dudes. You are double dipping. You're taking money for um, getting these packages sold. And you're also taking money for from our clients, or from our members, rather, um, because you represent them and... They're getting money for, for work that you put together for them to do. And it, that's not cool. That's double dipping. You know, we don't double dip in this country. Which I is a fair argument, actually. Um, I never understood it because I love dipping my chip and then going in it for more. But I only do that when it's just me eating the dip. <laughs> now you all know too much about me. <laughs> um, anyways... So, um, that's the background to this blind, and here is the blind item. Apparently, there's a group of A-plus listers out there who have worked behind the scenes to make sure they keep earning as much money as possible while they call, quote-unquote, family, while the people they call, quote-unquote, family suffer. The A-plus listers pay lip service to the fight, but that is all it is, lip service. They put a hyphen between their job descriptions and get the union they control to make a ruling. Therefore, they classify themselves as the side of the hyphenate they want rather than the one which would cause them to possibly forego tens of millions of dollars. This former A-plus child, mostly television actor, turned A-plus mostly television teen actor, turned A-plus director slash producer, is the main leader of of this movement. It is the places he has created which are really what the fight is all about. He likes to talk the talk and say he is a writer and wishes he could do something, but dang it, the other union says that he should keep things as they are, so he is going to go with them, even though he sure wishes he could go with everyone else. On board with him is the permanent A++ list director, who feels for everyone else, but hey, I have a different set of circumstances. Yeah, however, if he did change his mind, then the whole thing would work out for the writers. All he cares about is making sure the Empire stays in place. That former 
that former actor turned A-plus list writer-director current horror king was saying one thing two years ago, but it's now using that hyphen to make sure he keeps those millions rolling in. Even people who have done as instructed by their union and made a big deal out of it are not being completely upfront. They are now more actors than writers, so it is no skin off their back to show the public hand while at the same time doing things um, business well doing things business as usual when it comes to acting that a pl- that a-list comedian voiceover actor comes to mind so the child actors um and whatnot is ron howard uh, with all of these with every single one of these anti-lawyer just made it completely obvious who it was just so you know um the permanent a plus plus list director is steven spielberg the current um, horror king is Jordan Peele, and the um, comedian slash voiceover actor is Patton Oswalt. I didn't realize Patton Oswalt was a a list. To be honest, um, it must have happened when his wife died, and that sounds really dark. But no, seriously, like, I mean, I know he was in King of Queens for a while, and um, you know they. He had that, but I didn't realize he was A-list. I thought he was B-list at best, but... Again, I, you know, his wife dying must have propelled him up to the top of the the rankings. Um, so... You know, I, I, I really badly want to be part of the WGA. I, I'm actually on their side in this fight, even though I'm not in the union. But I'm really hoping that everything gets resolved soon. And that there's some sort of compromise that is that people are able to reach. Otherwise, it's just going to get really messy and, and dirty for everybody. You know, people have, are firing their agents, they're firing their managers. Um... And it's just not a good look. But you know what is a good look? Me taking a break and coming right back. And I'm back. And just so you all know, I did some research for this one. Um, It's one of those, again, that really intrigues me. Um, I think I'm going to... It's definitely going to go in the celebrity conspiracy book that's being put together. Um, But there's also a fictional story there. I just have to suss it out. Um, uh, and yes, the Celebrity Conspiracy book is coming. I'm working on it. Um, I'm thinking it might actually launch in time for the second anniversary of Drunk Gossip um, next year. But that's something that Will and I will um, discuss more in depth um, when we're in the same town again. Uh, um, so... But this one is really big. It's really interesting. It starts a beloved, a, a, a beloved um, singer actress, and a parasite in, on humanity. <laughs> Here we go. It is called Blind Item Revealed Number Thirty Two. It has always been assumed that this former significant other of a foreign-born permanent A-list celebrity missing to avoid debts. Well, it turns out that is not the case. Apparently, he was doing some work for a cartel and tried to embezzle from them. He was killed by the cartel and dumped at sea. Apparently, one of the people that did the killing has a son. 
that Sun is the one who has dated some high-profile celebrities, like the former A-plus list reality star that everyone likes to hate. Um, this is Patrick McDermott, Olivia Newton-John, and Paris Hilton. See what I did with the parasite? I know I'm not the first one to do that, but I really don't like her, y'all. I really, really just... She bothers me. For those of you who don't know, um, I'm sure that it's a very few of you, but I wanted to talk about it anyways. Patrick McDermott and Olivia Newton-John had been dating on and off for nine years when in 2005 he was on a fishing boat and went missing ever since that time every year like the Loch Ness Monster or Santa Claus there's a sighting of him most recently he was it's been in Mexico now this man is whiter than me and it would not be very easy for him to fit into into a, like the Mexican culture. And there's only so many times you can say I'm on vacation before people are like, bro, bro, we've seen you here like 8,000 times. You are not on vacation. Your life is a vacation. Um, and, you know, just a simple search will show this. Um, the Daily Beast had a really great article about the main guy, the main detective who had been following the story and is the one that everyone turns to, or turned to rather, regarding McDermott. And um, he says there's no possible way that McDermott is alive. And that um, the only reason why the story is kept alive is because um, the Australian media likes the story and uses it to sell papers, which keeps them open and in business. Olivia Newton-John, for her part, says it's just human to wonder about whether or not McDermott is alive. Um, she, of course, married and has other battles going on right now, other, rather than worrying about whether or not her ex-boyfriend um, is alive or faked his own death. The part that boggles my mind a little bit is the anti-lawyer felt the need to insert Paris Hilton into this story. I don't know if he did it to make it sexier, um, to appeal to a new generation of people who maybe aren't as familiar with Olivia Newton-John or the Patrick McDermott story. You know, it's kind of like... Um, the we- Does anyone remember the Weekly World News? If you remember the Weekly World News, please leave me a message. Anchor Voices, uh, Facebook, um, at Author Ed A, or I'm sorry, at Author Ed Anderson, Twitter at Author Ed A, um, Instagram at Author Ed Anderson. I, but really, if you guys remember Weekly World News and their Bat Boy, leave me a message because. I really so badly want to do an episode about that. I wanted to make sure that there's enough interest. Um, uh, but anyways, you know, I, I, people started forgetting. Weekly World News um, during the recession went out of business. Or at least the print paper went out of business. 
they were still online for a little while. I haven't checked in them in a long time. But I used to buy Weekly World News just to read the nonsense of it all. Because it was so great. And I always wanted to write for the Weekly World News. Um, just, just write anything. Come up with some outlandish conspiracy and write for them because why not? It was, I, I viewed it more as satire than, an act, than actual journalism. And that's what I feel like this is. With the, the, I feel like that's what N.T. Lawyer was doing with the inclusion of Paris Hilton into this story. Because it makes absolutely no sense otherwise. That being said, I'm going to go, and I'm going to check to see if you guys remember, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And this one fall, would actually fall more under true crime, but it's still a blind item reveal. It was very fascinating. Um, I don't think you're going to know... You'll know the one person in it, um, but I don't think that we're going to know the others, because... Why would we? Um, and the only reason why we know the one is because he went viral for being hot. Yes, we are talking about the hot prisoner. And it, um, there's a lot to this story, but let's get right to the blind item reveal first, and then we'll talk about the rest of this. This is a blind item revealed at number 30. With apologies to Ross and Rachel, this also happened while a couple was, quote-unquote, on a break. I'm sure it is all a coincidence and strange timing, but there's a lot of coincidence and strange timing to it to not at least bring it up. There's a B-minus list celebrity who got his fame in one of the most unusual ways I can think of in the past decade. He has never been exactly what one would call faithful. And his serial cheating set him on this little break until his foreign-born celebrity girlfriend forgave him and got him away from what would probably be at least a few questions. See, while he was on this break, our celebrity hooked up with a woman or two. But one in particular stands out. She has a history with our celebrity dating back at least six or seven years. They have hooked up numerous times and have not always played fairly with others. Anyway, they recently hooked up multiple times over the course of several weeks. Then abruptly, our celebrity went back to his girlfriend, and the woman he hooked up with is now in jail for murder. Um, the answer is Jeremy Meeks, the hot felon, Chloe Green, his now wife, and Kelsey Turner, who was a model, um, and uh, a Maxim model, and posed for. Playboy Italia. So, what about this is so fascinating? Well, first and foremost, and I almost, uh, like, I feel bad saying this, but it is part of the story, or at least part, um, at least, if not a major part, a very, very um, minor part of the story. Allegedly, and this is according to NT Lawyer um, and other blind items and blind item reveals, the hot felon actually has AIDS. And again, this is allegedly and according to NT Lawyer. Um, he has hooked up with both men and women in the past. I'm not sure um, 
why this one was specifically about women or if the men that he hooked up with was when he was in jail. Um, I'm not debating any of that. I'm just, these are the facts as I know them. So, Kelsey Turner and her boyfriend, um, let me find his name again. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, I can't find his name. His last name is Kensington. Um... But she's accused of killing a 71-year-old psychiatrist in Las Vegas via a car accident. Now, some people... There are some reports that the psychiatrist and Kelsey Turner had an intimate relationship with one another. um, And that he was actually paying the rent on her condo and got really frustrated... That she was dating this other dude. And, I mean, I can see that, honestly. Like, if I'm dating someone and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm sleeping with someone else. I'm going to be like, oh, no, we are not dealing with that shit. No way, no how. Um, but, and again, this is going to sound really mean, but when you get involved with, with the type of person that it seems like Kelsey is, you kind of have to know what to expect. You know, you can't expect Miss Faithful. You can't expect, oh, I'm not, you're my one and only, because I'm going to guess that that's not going to be the case. And, you know, that's, if if that sounds shitty of me, I'm very sorry, but it's the truth. And if there's one thing you all know about me is I'm always going to be truthful with you. And I'm also going to be truthful. I need to take a break and take a nice long hot shower after this story because I feel very dirty. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. And I actually dug deep for a good one to close out today's show. Um, This is about a federal gossip columnist who was murdered. So again, would probably fall into true crime. But I thought you all might enjoy it. Um, There's a Hollywood twist to it, of course. And there's a political cover-up. So, yay, everyone gets what they want. Um, As it should be. So let is let us get right into this and take a look. Um, this of course comes to us from Crazy Days and Nights, and it is called Blind Item Revealed Number Twenty One. They were supposed to make a movie about the cause of her death. They didn't. Apparently, the few surviving people who were going to speak to this A-list writer, director, producer, mostly horror team were warned off. Why warned off after so many years? I mean, it has been decades since this A-list celebrity writer game game show fixture was killed. It is because of who did it and their connections to powers that be who are alive today and don't want to be exposed. The A-lister who was killed was very respected at her job. She wasn't a quack. 
She might have done gossip, but she dug deep in unearthed cover-ups. She was responsible for the release of a suspected murderer in one of the most famous cases of all time. When she got him out, she focused, focused all of her attention on proving that an entire government commission had been bought off, paid off, blackmailed into saying one thing when it, when it was an entirely different thing. Now, when she died, our A-lister was not killed by a bunch of guys who stormed her apartment. Her husband and son were home, but in another room. The couple rarely slept together. Our A-lister was known for drinking the same thing every night and filling her pill prescription the same day of each month at the same pharmacy. That is how it was done. They gave her the same pills as usual, but just jacked up, but just jacked up in effectiveness. The day slash night she picked up her new altered prescription is the night she died. Her death was so suspicious that the federal government and Congress investigated. The word was put out to let it go, and so it was. I was really hoping that the filmmakers were going to, with the help of their A-list, sometime partner, writer, director, producer, the initial one who just had an installment of his franchise released, but they all backed down. The A-list writer-celebrity game show fixture was Dorothy Killigan. A-list writer-director-producer, mostly horror team, Eric Dowdle and Drew Doddle. Release of the suspected murder in one of the most famous cases, Dr. Sam Shepard. Government commission was the Warren Commission slash uh, JFK assassination. And the A-list sometime partner, writer, director, producer, M. Night Shyamalan. That is a whole hell of a lot to unpack. Um... Dorothy Killian was actually a very well-respected writer. Um, people loved her. Uh, and her death really did come as a surprise. People were really suspicious and are suspicious. And just so you guys know, when I first read this, um, way back in February, I, I think we actually did this blind item, to be honest with you. Um... It kind of tickled me. Like, I started investigating it, like, poking my nose around a little bit. Um, but I didn't really go deeper into it. But reading it again, um, and this is the fourth time, because you guys know, um, I read them before I, I play them, and then I play it, uh, and then I record them. And then, again, the reveal I read beforehand, and then I read it on air. And it's just, each time, another part kind of hits me and makes me, like, wonder what's happening, what's going on. You know, it's... It's one of those things where it's so... There's so much there to unpack that um, it, it would take me a long time. And I'm, I'm honestly thinking that, that that might end up being a Drunk Gossip True Crime companion book. Um, and, you know, I've bookmarked this so I can easily access it and, and get what I need. Because, again, I'm just so fascinated by this. Like, 
um, I remember when I first looked up Dorothy Killigan, like, just the sheer number of people who believe that she was killed is overwhelming. Um, you know, and the fact that she was so beloved, you know, most of the time there are, there maybe not everyone, but there are a few dicks who are like, oh, she deserved that. That's not the case with Dorothy, at least not that I've seen. Everyone was like, oh my god, this woman was incredible, like, we can't believe she died. Um, I don't know, you know, the they, I don't know if it's the government that made the Doddles back down, or if there's some other mystery force out there um, that is causing... um, that is causing filmmakers to not pursue this. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, though, would be a really odd choice to handle this. And I'm not saying that because I don't think he's talented. Clearly, the man is talented. Um, I think he would be a really weird choice because he does horror. He does thriller. And this is not a story that screams thriller to me. And, you know, that could be why I'm not a thriller writer, because I'm missing something here. But this seems more of a um, Oliver Stone type of storyline. You know, I think he, Oliver Stone, would do a a great job with this. Um, That's his brand, Celebrity conspiracy, or not celebrity conspiracy, um, just conspiracy is what he does best. Um, so the fact that in Night Shyamalan was sniffing around, I'm kind of glad he backed down. I want people who can handle the material. And hopefully I'm one of those people who can handle the material. We'll find out. That's going to do it for today. Thank you all so much for listening as always. I hope you enjoy the blind item reveals. We have another set tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, And depending on how this goes, we may have, (coughs) excuse me, we may have another weekend of blind item reveals next weekend if if all goes according to plan. Um, But until then, thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.